0: hello my friends and uh welcome welcome back from uh, a long little hiatus um I haven't done a podcast in a while this is gonna be episode forty nine of the informed Catholic sorry about the uh long delay uh kind of needed a little bit of a break um and um you know uh need time to think about uh the direction of the podcast, um, I wanted it to go, um, well, anyway, I'm back and, uh, you know, I've been, uh, sort of like digesting some of the things that have been happening, you know, uh, you know, sort of, I've been thinking about, you know, the message I want to, uh, The things I wanted to talk about and the things that were on my mind and uh, what exactly, um, you know, because really the purpose of this podcast when I first started it was to try to help people, inform people exactly what Catholicism is, what the Christian faith is. Um, because a lot of it, this is basically a lot of it has a lot to do with my own conversion and my own, my own growth in the, uh, in the Christian faith, in the Catholic, the Catholic Christian faith. And in a sense, because, um, I live in New York City and there really isn't much of a Catholic uh, Christian faith community. I'm not saying there aren't any Catholics who believe. The problem is, it's the. We go to Mass, we, we celebrate the Eucharist, we celebrate the Catholic faith but there's no connection there's no, there's no faith community there's no um, there's no encouragement to grow in the faith there's no encouragement uh, to help people to to help them grow stronger in their faith and we we break up we go back to our lives. We go back to, we go back to a world that is against our faith. And that's very problematic. You know, I, I noticed this, I noticed this a lot, you know, um, we're very indifferent. You know, we're very indifferent. Um, I mean, look what we're going through uh, right now. This whole thing with the Supreme Court and the Roe versus Wade thing that might be reversed and reduced, uh, uh, sent down to the states to decide. This doesn't mean that it's going to be outlawed, doesn't mean there's not going to be any abortion, right? For the uh, the pro-abortionists, no, it just they they feel that their grip and hold on the attack of the unborn, the attack of life, this child sacrifice thing is being taken away. The yeah, pro-lifers are happy about it, but pro-lifers, that's only one that's only one step. It's not a victory. It's not a conversion of the country. It's not a conversion of people. No, it's not. Um, Do you see the bishops talking about it? No. Do you see the bishops even talking about the churches that have been vandalized? Tabernacles ripped out as a tabernacle in Brooklyn. In several churches, they've been ripped out ripped out desecrated statues have been had their had uh, have been destroyed right? No the bishops are silent about it and well this tabernacle uh, in Brooklyn was worth millions and millions of dollars this isn't the 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 monetary value it's the, it's the fact that someone decided to do this. It looks like an inside job. But how many churches, since the Roe versus Wade, they said they were going to, a lot of these, these so-called pro-abortionists, pro-choice people, that they were going to attack, attack Catholic churches. And they did. And as usual, the media stays quiet about it. Because it's okay to attack Catholics, it's okay to attack Christians, not just Catholics, but there was also Protestant churches have been have been attacked as well, I'm sure. Uh and that not that I'm not that I'm downplaying that. No. I think any Christian community, any uh anyone that 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 bears the name of Christ, any community that that declares and that Jesus Christ is Lord, that's being attacked, whether they're Catholic, Orthodox Christians, Eastern Orthodox, whatever, or Protestant, should, you know, I think it, it should be made known. And I think we have to go back and make it shameful. Uh, you know, uh, anti-Christian attacks it should be just as shameful as anti-Semitism or racism in general. It has to be, we have to find a way, we have to make sure that it is absolutely shameful, That it is a shameful thing, the person should be persona non grata. Unacceptable, socially. Just right now on uh, Instagram, one of the uh, hosts of The View uh, blamed all the shooting that happened in uh, in Buffalo, New York, and Texas on Christian nationalism. Nationalism. Christian nationalism I never even knew we had Christian nationalism in America and any political group that has that um, uses Christian I think is uh is not really a Christian group I don't I don't want to have anything to do with it even just like in Europe there's a so-called Christian Democratic Party, which is basically progressive, socialist parties. I've I've learned recently about that stuff, sort of stuff. It's it's nothing to do with the Christian faith, and and you shouldn't trust those things. That's just that's just nonsense. It's just, just it's just talking hot air. Uh, it's it's no different than uh, in the Catholic Church, which we call liberation theology. It has nothing to do with the Christian faith whatsoever. Don't, don't, don't fall for it. It's uh, the Jesuits uh, fell for it and they've never recovered from it. It's a disease that has, it's a cancer that has, and it's never gonna leave the Jesuits entirely. Uh, I think personally, I've come to the conclusion that the Jesuits have to be absol- um, uh, completely abolished. Destroyed. The order has to be completely destroyed. Um, they're not worth saving. They're not worth saving one bit. the 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 spiritual the spiritual practices of St. Ignatius of Loyola are worth worth saving, but you have to start over again with a whole new Christian uh, Jesuit order completely new Jesuit order new not even a Jesuit order don't even call them Jesuits anymore no the it has to be a completely top down new Ignatian sons of Ignatius a complete top down no longer any association with any previous Jesuit order, completely, because that has it has to it has to be done differently. It has to be done differently because the problem with them is they're too independent. They they've had uh, intellectual pro- independence, and they've gone. They, uh, they're not really like other religious orders. They're not like monastic. They're not like the Franciscans. Um, it's... They have had too much, what you call... Um, they're too solitary. They're too solitary. And they call themselves the Society of Jesus was really rather arrogant, because every or every religious order is the Society of Jesus. We're all the Society of Jesus. know, they've, they've always been a very controversial order, controversial order, and they've always been very problematic. So ever since uh, at some point where they've, they've been infected with liberation theology, They've never recovered from it. And liberation theology is just Marxism. It's just progressive, progressive uh, socialistic Marxism. And they've never recovered from it. They've been a problem and they have uh, unfortunately now reached uh, the papacy, the office of the papacy. They have one of their own in there. And we're learning that lesson and my thoughts on uh, on pope francis i'm going to express a little bit so you know the fact that james martin is allowed to go around and pervert and corrupt misrepresent the, the catholic faith mock Orthodox Christianity all right not preach the gospel as it should be preached is is horrible. all right I mean even with the new pastor in my in my parish right you never hear the word sin. you never hear the word repentance. You never hear them quoting the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Abortion is not mentioned, and and you know, they don't preach it. They're afraid. There was I saw one priest in uh, complacent clergy. The only one. Do you, I mean, as far as I know, I, I mean, very rare. I, I kid you not. He talked about, he mentioned Joe Biden by name, by name. It was um, about almost two years now, I guess you can say. About a, yeah, in 2020, I think his message was. He mentioned, quoted a passage, um, which was a Sunday reading. And it dealt with, again, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ um, facing off with the Pharisees. The Pharisees came back with the Herodians and they put him to the test by using the Roman coin. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar? And then he responded, you know, render under Caesar the things that are Caesar's and what belongs to God belongs to God. And that was great. And he said it. I love what the priest said that Joe Biden is an embarrassment to Catholicism an embarrassment to the Catholic faith he 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 supports things that are contrary to the to to the Catholic faith he contradicts the Catholic religion the Catholic faith supports abortion even right up to the moment the child's born Joe Biden wanted to, to, because if, if a child survived abortion, he wanted to get rid of that bill where the child, where literally they can terminate the baby. All right? He basically contradicts the sanctity of marriage. The sanctity of marriage. He supports sodomy, which we now <laughs> now Pope Francis pushes it even further. I just basically it's it's amazing, it's sad and amazing. We have Nancy Pelosi, we have Joe Biden, we have many other po- Catholic politicians. Like Mario, um, um, Andrew Cuomo, his father Mario Cuomo was was the same thing. It's unbelievable. And and the priest, I like what he said. Can't remember his name right now, but I, I like what he said is that. The problem with Joe Biden, and I and I and I and I think this goes for all, all the politicians, the Catholic politicians, is that they had bad uh spiritual advisors. Also because of our bishops kept quiet. Our bishops kept quiet. And some of them kept quiet deliberately. I think a lot of them. I mean, he, the priest mentioned McCarrick. Did he have him? He probably had Theodore McCarrick. And McCarrick was a monster. Theodore McCarrick was an absolute monster. He, he, he did so much damage. But the damage was done long before him. The damage was done, but he, he deliberately, deliberately, the reason why we have all this mess about abortion and or, or or letting letting clergy receive holy communion. I mean I'm sorry, not clergy, the politicians receive holy communion who who support and contradict things that go against the Catholic faith. He deliberately kept the message from Ratzinger, who will become Pope Ben the sixteenth. He li- deliberately hid the message from, the, from them that it should be left to the individual bishop to decide. Which, from then on, they were never in unity. You know, I think we have to accept the fact that we have a lot of clergy that don't believe. I mean, now that he made McElroy of Los Angeles, Pope Benedict has just given him the red hat. (laughs) And he has elevated others to office of Archbishop. He didn't really pick a lot this year for time around. He skipped a lot. And he deliberately overlooked the Archbishop of San Francisco. Uh... Sal, uh, Archbishop Salvador Col- Colioli, who has spoken out that he will not allow Nancy Pelosi to receive Holy Communion because of her of her uh, support for um, abortion and and uh, and her support for other things like gay marriage, same sex marriage. Again, um. Of course it took Salvatore um 10 years to decide that she she you know he, he was in San, in the Diocese of San Francisco for 10 years and I think he had cold feet. he was scared he had cold feet he didn't want to um, he didn't he was afraid to make that move even though he said he's been thinking about it. I believe him I believe I believe what he's saying is true but I believe a lot of it also has a, a lot to do with fear on on the part of how how the other bishops will react. He's getting the support of other bishops. Don't get me wrong. He's getting some bishops to support him on his decision on Nancy Pelosi. So there are good bishops out there. There are good clergy out there. The problem is is that we have the um progressive clergy that have been around that, that have plagued American Catholicism for too long and who basically treat Catholicism as a, as a business, who treat their office as management. Um, this is bad. It's bad. and Unfortunately, it has destroyed the Catholic faith. It has literally brought the Catholic faith down on its knees. In America, we're a laughing stock and a joke. We're a laughing stock and we're a joke. We're not you know, we don't have we don't have the respect. We lost that completely. Um, I mean just go ask Michael Voris. Go go ask Michael Voris. He's 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 been right for years. And others, unfortunately, other Catholics out there who have been in Catholic media, Catholic um, trying to to restore respect, or have been involved in Catholic media, they 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 know it's true, but they won't say it. They won't say it, but it's true. It's true, because. Look around you. Church militant has been right. On every single. Every single issue. And I've supported church militant for years. Because they're right. They're absolutely right. They they have not been proven wrong. And yet people hate them. Because they're right. It's. You know, what, say whatever you will about Michael Voris' tactics or his approach or his his tone. All that is nonsense. But he's been right. The same thing if you talk to Taylor Marshall. And Taylor Marshall and Michael Voris may not agree on a lot of things. And you talked to, to John Henry Weston on LifeSite News. All three may not agree, even Michael Matt on the on the, the remnant, right? Or any other um Catholic uh conservative activists out there, they will they will they, they all agree a lot about the controversies. They may not agree on let's say M- M- Marshall is more about completely the Latin Mass, um, completely. You know, he wants to one. He, you know, he wants to go back to that classic, good, good old Catholicism of the past. Which it, it's not wrong, but I think his. Um, I think his. You no, know, he 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 really should not attack everything about Vatican II. I agree, though there are problems in Vatican II. I think the ambiguous stuff needs to be cleared. Uh, <laughs> I agree that Vatican II did, never said, uh, not to say Latin, or I agree about the communion of the hands is a problematic thing. There's, there's no document that supports it. There's a lot of things I, I totally agree with, with Marshall about. There's other things I disagree with Marshall about. I, I tend to be more in the camp with church militant and their approach. A lot of the things they there, I mean, they're not against the the extraordinary form of the mass, which is the Latin mass. But I think that um, when it comes to leaving that aside, the clergy abuse, the scandals among the clergy, the financial scandals among the clergy, uh, the homosexuality among the clergy, everything that is there is i think is a problem and also the state of american catholicism is a problem i think everything that church moltz has said is true and i support them on that one because it has to be exposed it has to be exposed it has to it has to be exposed um can The church as it is, be saved. The state of the church, the way it is today, can it be saved? Can Catholicism be saved? Yes. Can the situation, the way the church is now, the way that the problems within the church, socially, politically, and morally, no, it cannot be saved. It cannot be saved. It's it is uh, it's, it's impossible to save it. The faith can be saved. The faith itself can be saved. Um, the church that Christ established can be saved. Christ will never let it fall. But the state of the, the 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 immorality, the the state of the clergy now. The political state of the church now. The social, the social. Uh, immoral state of the church now it has to be it all has to come down it has to it has to come down this this particular um, modernist modernist uh, liberal church is going down is not going to be saved there's no way of saving it. These men, they're gonna bring it down with them. But the faith, the real, the real Catholic faith, the real Catholic faith, that can be saved. And 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 Christ will save it. But not not this not this Vatican II church, no. Not the not the way it is. It's impossible. It has this. This particular one is a man-made church, run by homosexuals. Right? It's a Marxist-centered church. Technically, it's a church without God. They don't preach sin. They don't. Re- they don't preach repentance. Um. The Jesus that they preach is a man-made Jesus. It's a Jesus that is not God. Uh it's it's all dependent on money, right? Um, they don't want to believe that it's all it's all about sexual uh, liberation, uh, immorality. It's not going to be. It's not. There's no. There's no way of saving it. It's it's a Moloch church. Right? They, 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 it basically wants to submit itself to the world, to the government of the world. That's basically what happened in Russia, in the Soviet Union. The church was made in the image and likeness of the Soviet state. The men in the church there were all KGB. The difference is, it's here, it's more in an American form. It's more an American sh- image. And the same thing in Western Europe. Um, the church in Germany, the Catholic church in Germany is a state run church. They, the, the, they collect their tithing through taxes. And this, this actually this structure from what I heard was set up by Adolf Hitler. Which is why the German bishops are are, are extremely corrupt. All right? Over here, no, the tithing is not collected by the state. But it is still subject to the state. The men are willing to run with the state, it doesn't make a difference. Which is why you see Catholic politicians receiving Holy Communion. You see what I'm saying? Uh, in Germany, this is why they want. They're, they're all about um, legalizing sodomy, uh, same-sex marriage. This is why they're. they're um, they don't say anything about abortion. This is why they don't uh, they're very they're all will they all willy willy and nilly willing to run with other with other religions. They want to unite with the Lutherans, they want to unite with the, the Protestants. They want to downplay the power of Rome and 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 elevate the power of the the, the, the German diocese. You see what I'm saying? It's it's you know and they want more money. This is why they want to give mu- they want to give communion to the divorce and remarriage. Um, and they want to give communion to, to gays. Because they want to collect more money. They they they're the richest diocese in all of Germany. Why why should anyone be surprised? I mean, let's 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 focus on um here in New York. Uh Cardinal Dolan, Carlin Dolan, Cardinal Dolan, he, he, um, he doesn't want to rock the boat. Doesn't want to rock the boat. You know, he's, he, you know, he, he'll run with it. He'll run with the, he'll play it safe. And he does. He plays it very quite safe, but I mean, let's be serious. I mean, It's terrible. Oh uh, the uh, last two couple of Sundays the church has been empty. it's been empty uh terribly empty i'm gonna, I'm gonna take a guess people went to uh, probably on summer vacation, but it's been empty. it's been terribly empty i mean a uh, um I don't. I'm hoping it's not because of the new pastor. He, you know, it is difficult to understand his, uh, you know, he, you know his. To get past his accent. He's a Romanian, but it's. You know, I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he. It doesn't make him bad. Uh, it's just a little difficult to understand his his his, his uh, sermon, his homily, unfortunately. But. Um, he speaks Italian when it comes to English, it's not easy to understand them. I'm sorry to say that. Uh, But if, you know, what the problem, the real problem is, I don't think, like I said, here in New York, they're failing to reach out to the young people. And... I think it's like that in many places, obviously, except of course, for that one priest who who did speak out, I believe, against Joe Biden. And that was only a couple of years ago. That was almost like going on two years ago, maybe three years ago, if you really want to say it. And the biggest problem is, is that, okay, there's a big battle over why younger people like the Latin mass, the traditional, the extraordinary form. All right. And over the new mass, the Nobis Ordo, which is in vernacular language. And it, and, and the priest faces the people. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this basically because I do believe it's true, younger people grew up in broken homes. They grew up without security. They grew up without a sense of belonging anywhere. They grew up without belief. They grew up in a chaotic home. They may have grown up in divorced homes, most definitely. And they grew up without anything to believe in, with no sense of family, no sense of, of of tradition, no sense of uh, of structure, no sense of 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 spiritual security. They grew up maybe with parents that were very very liberal. They may have grown up in as maybe the only child. Who knows? They may have seen a lot of alcohol abuse. They may have they may have seen a lot of sexual abuse. They may have maybe had a mom that has had, uh, been divorced several times. Maybe there was a lot of, uh, uh, or maybe their father's had, uh, more than one wife, whatever you want to call it, they grew up not in a family secure structure. Okay, they grew up where Catholicism was where where Christianity and Catholicism was not taken seriously. So they find they 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 believe in Christ, I'm gonna say this in some form or other, and then they finally they see they, they come into this orthodox form of Catholicism where things are explained to them. Okay, because things are not really explained in the Novus Ordo. They're not explained in the Novus Ordo. Everything is fluffy. Everything is up in the air. The window's open, so you're going to hear a lot of noise. Everything is up in the air. You know? Yeah, you can believe in it. You know, it's all about feel good, stuff like that nothing firm nothing grounded they come along and maybe they they're you know like I said it's just like you explore Catholicism you study Catholicism you see what the faith teaches in the catechism you see what the faith is supposed you know, see what the, f- the faith of the saints are uh, you bump into people they show you they you know you meet you re- you re- really good grounded people in the faith and you see it you see what Catholicism is. You 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 read about it, you hear about it, you explore it, you you, you know, you 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 encounter it, but what you encounter is not what you see in the no resorto You see what I'm saying? And even if you go to a conservative no resorto mass, where it's a little bit more orthodox, but not completely, but still your journey into Catholicism is a journey of discovery. You're beginning to find out what real Catholicism is. And I'm and I'm using the term real Catholicism. I'm not saying that no no the nova Soto isn't. It's just not being Uh, presented honestly. You see what I'm saying? See, the problem is, it's like Taylor Marshall's right. The priest in the Noro Soto is a freaking DJ. He can pump it up. He can be a performance artist. Right? I mean, come on. I've seen an image of of a priest on a sunday mass coming down on a, on a on a scooter or a segway and he's i've seen baptisms with water guns we've seen clown face masses they have liturgical dances they've had masses where they put their Favorite baseball, uh, I mean, football team jersey. They're wearing the jerseys at the mass. They got the signs up. They got wedge cheese heads, whatever the heck that means for some particular state, whatever. They got um, all kinds of uh, of things going on in there. They got puppet show masses. Right? you got all of them they got you no know, rock concert masses and that's not mass that's just entertainment i mean seriously people that's not the mass and when you when you see stuff like that, when you see when you see crap like that, it makes it easier not to go to mass. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I've heard a cappella masses. I've seen. I mean, come on, in Chicago, in Chicago, they got really. I mean, they got some really crazy crap going on in there. Okay, I've seen. One, one of those priests, he's very much into all the, the social activism. And there was a bowl where um, it's made of some kind of carved wood. They're trying to make it into a very um, Afrocentric activist masses, you know, very, you know, very, you know, very woke. And everybody was hugging each other. They showed it. And the priests is... Uh, vestment, his sleeve of his vestment, got caught on to the, um, this is right after the consecration, by the way, the consecration was done, I believe. Um, his sleeve got caught on to the, uh, which is supposed to be the reliquary that holds the, 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 the blessed sacrament, got caught and it spilled all over the place. Eucharist went flying. The hosts, the consecrated hosts went flying all over the place. So you see what I'm saying? It fell all over the floor. Everybody had to look for it. (laughs) This This is at the altar. Okay. So like I said, and everybody was casual about it. So this is what I'm saying is that you could take it and you could leave it. Because if this is the kind of behavior they have about the consecration, about the real presence and they, and they make clown show masses like this. Right? I, re, the, the, I remember they showed a, I think it was Taylor Marshall who showed it. The woman in the background was, was talking about all the, the violence and she was screaming, why, why, why? I mean, trying to make it really emotional and really like crazy. That is not the liturgy. I'm sorry this is not the liturgy this is not how we celebrate mass this is theirs this is what i'm saying to you it can all fall apart and it wouldn't matter because this is their liturgy this is their their mass it's a human mass it's not god centered it's not christ centered it's going to fall apart it's imploding because the Holy Spirit is not there. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people there. But I'm going to guarantee you. Those people will skip mass. For something else. Will skip the liturgy. On some Sunday or some form. This is why the young people. A lot of the young people are going to the traditional form, the the uh, the Latin Mass. This is why they're they're finding it; and it's becoming popular. And people like Cardinal Supech, people um um Walton Gregory, uh, Cardinal Walton Gregory. This is people like uh, all the other like very liberal, liberal uh, even Malcaroy wants to get rid of the latin mass because it's competition they know it's competition they know it's get it's getting it's getting stronger the problem here is it's not for them that they're battling the latin mass they're battling the holy spirit they're battling they're battling the father son and holy ghost and they're losing they're losing they're losing so i'm not worried about about this it's going to play out because the Holy Spirit is the one who's in charge the Holy Spirit is in charge tradition sacred liturgy is going to win the the real the real liturgy orthodoxy is going to win I'm not worried about that what I am worried about is the salvation of souls I'm worried about people being lost because I'm worried about the scandal of the faith. The, the scandals that, that could cause people to lose their faith. The weakest ones, the ones that are not well catechized, that are not well brought up into the faith. That's the ones I'm worried about. Because it's it's obvious as a lot of people that are not well grounded in the holy faith. And I am worried about them. I'm worried about the direction they're going. I'm worried about them, you know. Unfortunately, because of these these abusive clergy, this these um, terrible clergy that don't teach the faith that are worried about the bottom line, the amount of money being brought in every Sunday or every day. Um, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about those souls. You know, and that's, that's the part that scares me because, you know, Jesus warned, he warned, he warned us in the gospel, whoever causes these little ones to, you know, scandal, he said, scandal must come and scandal will come. But whoever causes these little ones, the weakest ones in the faith, because little ones can definitely mean children. That's definitely he was speaking about. But he was also speaking about the weakest members of the faith, the people who are easily, who are not well grounded in the faith, who are not well, who their faith is not built on a rock, can be easily scandalized, and they're put in, and they're forced to sin. like they, they're, they're made to sin because of the bad shepherds. It's better for that person to have a millstone tied around his neck and be cast into the deepest depths of the oceans. Meaning, it's better that you die, you know, than face judgment day. And that's scary. That's frightening to know that there's someone out there like that who's willing to do it for their, for, 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 for their, their disgusting passions, their lusts. It's, just, it's, it's really terrible. it's been very it's been terribly sad watching all this and you know, and this is where good catechism comes in this is why you should be grounded in your faith be catechized you have to but what does it mean to be catechized? It means to be instructed, to be instructed in your faith, to be given proper instruction so that you will not be scandalized. You see, your faith matters more than how you feel, than popular fashions. then trends then the latest the latest thing going around in the in in uh in worship services those things those things unfortunately shouldn't be happening but they do this is why you should you 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 should be instructed see we live in a time where we follow trends the the next style of sneaker the next Fashion trend coming down the runway, the next TV show, uh, the the latest the latest style of talk, the latest you know we we are very, you know we want to remain within that social circle and you see that with these with with the young people which is why they run after social media a lot, why they get influenced very easily and they forget the late the fake they forget last year's and uh, uh, trend. This is why people are. Running and, and, and like they, they want to be part of the LGBT because they want to be part of a community. They'll notice the word. The word is community. And a lot of people want to belong somewhere. Okay. Political trends, social trends, fashion trends, food trends, diet trends. Okay. Social media trends. All those things, right? even environmental uh, such as climate change is a trend is a trend with it's a trend within itself and you want to belong to something like that because people so human beings are social animals so to be part of these things but it's not without logic it's outside of logic and reason all right you're not asking if it's right or wrong you're not asking if you're not asking questions if it's true but you don't want to be left out you see it it all starts when we're little kids when we're young we want to be part of that crowd within the school group then we get older we get a little bit more sophisticated a little bit more you want to dress like them uh you know you see that i see that at, at uh, when i go to work you know how you see it just look at the kids look at look at them A good example is, take a look at the, this Catholic uh, schoolgirl, uh, Mary Knoll. Look how the girls dress. They all, they're all Catholic schoolgirls, right? Between probably 13 to, who knows, maybe 15 or 17, who knows. And they all, they all dress the same. They all gotta lift up their skirt above a certain inches off their knee above their knee and just a few inches below where you know where you're not supposed to look. And they all go up the staircase, holding onto the back of their skirt, making sure that no the guys behind or nobody behind sees their bottom. It's hard not to notice this, but you see what I'm saying? Everybody notices it. And they all got their heads in, you know, down, and their their thumbs are flipping away on their phone, and they're and and some of them are right there within a certain group, and they want to belong there. This is how you know it's all a fad. This is how you know human beings are are sheep. You see what I'm saying? Just look at look at everybody wearing a rainbow button. Look at everybody wearing the the Ukrainian flag. Just you see what I'm saying. It's all a trend. People want to belong to a community. They don't want to be left out. They want to feel part of it, even though they don't believe in it. They want to be part of that group. That's why I'm saying it's very, you know, you see this, but they don't ask if it's right or it's wrong. They're not asking what's true and what's a lie. That's their problem. That's the the biggest problem about all this. And you see it. You know it's true. Okay? This is why, as Christians, I know... It's not a cliche, but you gotta, you gotta really pay attention. You have to, he who builds his faith on a rock. Okay. One builds his faith on sand. And the winds come, the storm comes, the water comes and it washes it all away. Because the house was not built on sand. I mean, it was not built on a rock. It was built on sand. And it means that the sand, we know what sand is like. Everybody's been to the beach. Everybody has walked on sand. It's unstable. It's wobbly. That in itself represents. your kind of like your place in society. Because you're not really a firm person. You're not really a grounded person. You're not really a practical person. Your faith is not practical. Your faith is, you know how they use the word, social construct. Well, trends and fashions are social constructs. And these are social, social contracts that you are very receptive to. You're very receptive to them. But you don't ask if they're true. You don't ask why should you be wearing that rainbow button? Is wearing that rainbow button right? What's the meaning of it? Am I LGBT? No, you're not. But you but you wear it. Well, well some of my friends are. Really, yeah. Do you agree with your friend's lifestyle? Do you really believe that that's true? But human beings can be be that way. Is it right? Is your friends happy? And do you really believe in it? Just watch them. Listen to them. Listen to their reaction. They don't, because nobody has ever asked them these questions. It's like someone saying to me the other day, purgatory is not real. Well, how do you know it's not real? How can you be sure it's not real? Well, the Catholic Church doesn't believe in it. I said, how do you know? Have you looked in the latest books lately? Have you read the Catechism? Have you picked up a Catechism? No. The the Church still teaches that Purgatory is real. But this person, who is, I know for a fact... Practices Zen, or at least some kind of form of Zen, is talking about another faith that he doesn't practice or believe in. And he's saying that a certain uh, belief of the faith, such as purgatory, is not real. How do you know it's not real? Have you been there? Now, I believe it's real. I haven't been there, but it makes sense to me when I study it, when it makes sense to me, because there's, I do believe that many cultures even have had some belief of it. They may not have called it purgatory, but they definitely do believe in the place of the dead, but yeah, I believe hell is real and I definitely haven't been there, but I do believe in it. And I do believe that people begin to experience a form of hell here, here on earth because of how they live their lives. And purgatory to me makes sense. I believe in heaven. I definitely believe heaven is real. I haven't been there, but I sure would like to go there. And I hope I do go there one day. To say you don't believe in something, especially something where it's mystical or spiritual, be sure you know what you're talking about. Now, I can't prove to you purgatory in the bottle. I can't prove it. I can't bring to you evidence of purgatory. I could talk about something, but it's not complete evidence I could talk about a spiritual, uh, an experience I had. And I can tell you someone in my family had an experience. And I think we've all had it to some extent. And I think we know certain answers to some extent about the afterlife. You know, it's interesting. The other day there was a Netflix show and it was about Egyptian archaeology and they found these um these um it's a it's a grape site area in Zakar. It's one of the oldest, oldest pyramids of Egypt that look like steps, like squares steps kind of. And they found this tomb that belonged to uh Wadi, uh, possibly a priest of some kind, they think, and they think that by the bones of the people, um, there was possibly the first case of malaria that spread, um, in Egypt. They think possibly by the the bones, the excavation of the bones. They think, and it's very interesting, but it's it's very interesting because to the ancient Egyptians the afterlife was real to them. The world the world after this life they prepared they were they were constantly preparing themselves for the next life and they wanted to take they wanted, They wanted the good things, the things that they valued and appreciated in this life. And they wanted it to be there, but even better, better than this one. The, the, the miseries and the challenges and the sadness, the woes and pains of this life. I didn't know this about it, but the Egyptian, when you die, you go before the 24 judges or there's 40, there's certain judges. And you got to answer, did you lie? Did you cheat? Did you bear false witness? All those values that we as Christians and, and Christians and Jews embrace, the moral code of life, they believed in it. And that says everything about them. They didn't live their lives on Facebook. They didn't live their lives on social media. They didn't live their lives, you know, posting things. No. They live their lives every single minute, preparing for themselves for the next life. It may not have been like the Christian or Jewish view about life, but the point is, these people, you have to admire them. They they acknowledge the pains and struggles of their lives. And you can see it. You can see it in, in, in how, you know, Because if you look at their bones and their remains, we, you know, we have all these scientists, they, they had a, they had a lot of, you know, they, they, they struggled a lot. They struggled with the loss of a child. They struggled with the loss of a loved one. They struggled with, with their, with their, with the situation in their, in their society they liked playing some some games we know they found a box what looks like egyptian form of chess with these different figurines that they moved around on a board or box they they you can see that they there was a lot of things that they liked they were very they were very very sociable people but they were also very deeply religious the problem is is that we in our society when we portray these things we portray them with stereotypes, and we don't really know them. We don't look at the people. In many ways, they were people like us, but they were in many ways they were not like us. They had, they were deeply, deeply religious people. And they lived in a world, where life and death was real to them that was the world they lived in far more than we do we we live our entire lives looking at social media they don't they didn't live that way they lived preparing themselves and they and they, they had to prepare themselves for the next life so what i'm going to do is i'm going to start really putting um putting more podcasts about catechesis. We're going to start looking into catechesis. We're going to start, first of all, we're going to go through a catechism. We're going to go through different catechisms and we're going to compare them, compare to look at the question and answers about who we are and what, and um, about what, why we believe what we believe about God, why we believe what we believe about the Eucharist, why we believe what we believe about the afterlife about judgment day. Who God is, who the Father is, who the Son is, who the, whole, who the Holy Spirit is, why why the Trinity stuff like that. We're going to learn these things. We have to, because we really um, that's one of the most important things about it. Like, why do I still want to be a Catholic? Why would I still want to be a member of the Catholic Church when I got all when I when you have all these scandals and bad priests? That's a good question. That's a good question, right? And it should be. It should be asked. But doesn't mean I'm going to stop believing. So I'm going to work on it a little bit more. Because I know, I know I've, done, I've done a lot of readings. But I'm not going to stop with the readings. Don't worry about that. But I'm going to try to, put, try to um, unite them with the catechesis. We're going to go over it. We're going to exhaust, exhaust, it. I'm going to try the best I can to make it interesting. And I'm going to try to bring every single book I could find and every single topic and subject matter. I'm going to try to put it in there that relates to the topic. We're going to stick first with the first part of the catechism, uh, which is about why, why do we believe in one God? And we're going to go over creeds like the, the Apostles' Creed, the Nessian Creed. We're going to go over them. We're going to go over the Mother of God, but we're going to take our time. And I'll bring articles. I'll bring articles about different things. Don't worry about that. But we need to stick. We need to build up the proper foundation of catechism. We need to. We need to do that. So I'm going to end it here. Uh, I'll get back later with the readings. God bless.